Radio Primavera Sound, powered by SEAT. Hello and welcome to the second in a series of Daft Punk podcasts in which we're going to take a look at Daft Punk's incredible second album, Discovery, track by track. My name is Ben Cardew and I am here because I've written a book on Discovery. Uh, it's called Daft Punk Discovery, The Future Unfurled and it is available for pre-order now at Velocity Press. Uh, to celebrate the book, I'm going to be doing 14 podcast ets. Five minutes or so at a time, looking at the 14 tracks on Discovery. Last time out, we examined one more time. I'd go back and have a listen to that if you haven't. And today we move on to Aerodynamic, the second song on Discovery, and just perhaps the most important. Well, why, you ask? Oh, it's a very good question. Because imagine this scenario. It's March 2001, and you have just bought Discovery, which is a new Daft Punk album. Maybe you've read some reviews, maybe you haven't. But you know what to expect, right? Disco samples, house beats and filters. That is a Daft Punk sound. That's a Stardust sound. That is what you are used to. So you put Discovery on. You've already heard one more time. So you fast forward it because you want to hear what is new. And on comes Aerodynamic. What on earth is the new Daft Punk album going to bring? song opens up with the, the solemn toll of a church bell. Then there's an instrumental break. A little bit guitar-y maybe, a touch metallic, but it's sort of still disco enough to fit in with our expectations of the classical Daft Punk sound. And then 62 seconds in, the music stops and in it comes that guitar solo. A wild metallic finger tap that sounds like a 1980s Van Halen guitar shred. What the hell is this. A shredding rock guitar on a house track? Surely not. And things are about to get even weirder. At 2 minutes 28, Aerodynamic returns with a Baroque synth riff that you can imagine Johann Sebastian Bach knocking off on his harpsichord somewhere around the 1720s. What Aerodynamic does, then, is to introduce two at least two of the key themes of Discovery. That is the use of soft rock sounds and the callback to European classical music tradition. And this nostalgic lens is very deliberate. Thomas Bangalter, one half of Daft Punk, would later refer to Discovery sound as less of a tribute to the music from 1975 to 1985 as an era and more about focusing on the time when we were zero to ten years old. That was in an interview with Remix magazine. Discovery, in many ways, is an album of nostalgia, of calling back to Thomas and Guiman's childhoods, and therefore of calling back to all of our childhoods. The album is, lest we forget, called Discovery. It's about that time when you discovered music for the first time. And if, like Daft Punk, and kind of like me as well, actually, that time was the late 70s, early 80s, then soft rock and disco ruled supreme. This is something like Discovery itself, that goes beyond conventional taste. When you're young, you really don't care if something is cool or not. And that is what Discovery does with the conventional, accepted notions of fashion. It does not care. And all of this is expressed in the first two and a half minutes of Aerodynamic. They could have stopped there, and Discovery would still have been a remarkable album. Or remarkable work, I suppose. Maybe it wouldn't be an album. Anyway, Aerodynamic has it all. It's not my favourite track on Discovery. Not quite. I love it. But it's not quite my favourite. Um, 
but Aerodynamic was the track that when I first listened to the album, it left me entirely blown away. Back then, 2001, house music didn't sample soft rock tunes. Soft rock was like the love that dare not speak its name. There was no guilty pleasures. There was no too slow disco. There was no deep dish covering Fleetwood Mac. And Discovery changed it all. And that, my friends, is why Aerodynamic might be the most important track on Discovery. Now, coming back to that guitar solo, if I may. This solo also raises the question of what we might call false sampling, or, frankly, what I've called false sampling in the book, which is where Daft Punk use a musical element that calls back to another piece of music in tone without actually sampling it. In this case, the antecedent is Van Halen's Hot For Teacher, which is a single taken from the band's sixth studio album, 1984. Now, Aerodynamic doesn't sample Hot for teacher. People say it was, it, it does, but it doesn't, all right? You can listen to it. The notes which are used in the two songs are different, even if they follow a kind of similar chord sequence. But as I said, many online commentators will swear that it does sample it with the velocity, rhythm, and tone of the aerodynamic solo pretty close to Eddie Van Halen's California car glint guitar shredding. This is the kind of thing that artists have been trying to pull off ever since music began, calling back to their heroes, trying to sound a bit like them. And Daft Punk do it very elegantly here. They call back to Van Halen, but they made something very, very different. They're not merely just recreating that Van, ha Van Halen sound. They're putting it with disco. They're putting it with funk. They're putting it with 80s pop. It's a brilliant combination. So this is a very elegant thing they do here, but it's also a slightly, slightly risky move. Because we saw in the previous episode the anger around the sampling one more time, um, which is a sample Eddie Jones that Daft Punk didn't confirm until 2021. And because of this kind of false sampling, people will swear that Discovery samples everyone from Michael Jackson on Voyager to 10cc on Night Vision, even when all the evidence points to the contrary. As we all know, in the online era, people love to gossip and trash talk. So this is why this can be slightly risky. Anyway, that's all for today. Join us next time for Digital Love, which is, I think, my favourite track on Discovery.